Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the always online multiplayer gaming podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. This is episode 430, and of course, we're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. We hope sometime, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or Spotify or watching on MMOBomb.com itself, that's the one that pays the bills. Go there. Uh, <laughs> that That's where everybody likes paychecks, so go there. That helps paychecks. Uh, yes, we hope sometime you can join us live. We do have chat ready to go with us. We were talking pre-show about our pets, our birds, our dogs, our cats, and sometimes they... They like to be stupid, so you never know what we're going to talk about pre-show or post-show. Join us sometime. Joining me to go over all the news in multiplayer gaming this week that we thought was neat enough to talk about, Mr. Troy Blackburn. What's up, Noob Fridge? Normally, my pets can be seen wandering behind me to go outside yes. <laughs> during the course of a show, but they're they're locked in the rest of the house today, so no, no doggies today. Yeah, you have a, a big doggie, too. Yeah, we've got two little ones. We've got a Boston Terrier and a Finnish Spitz. And then we've got a big uh, Andalusian Shepherd as Oof. well. So. Oof. Oof. That's a big one. I used to grow I grew up with Great Danes. Those are, mm, they yeah. think they're lap dogs. You know? Oh, yes. They're mini horses. He's not horses. that big, but he's, he's heavy. So They're mini horses and they think they're lap dogs. Mm. Uh, also on the line with her birds, not in the shot, of course, but somewhere in the maison, Aspen Pash. What's up, Rose Hoppa? I'm so happy to be back. And yes, no birds today. Maybe someday, but I feel like they'd be a distraction. <laughs> they, they, they can be, particularly. Yes. Well, I mean, you might have the benefit, like the conure, your time in Japan, it's dark. So they might the conure might be a little quieter than normal, but I know as soon as the sun comes up, my son <gasps> conure yes. is basically an alarm clock. Basically. They love to scream. Yes. Yeah. They definitely love to scream. <laughs> I don't know if I'd word it that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> they love to scream. They are loud. But, you know, I have not had cops called because somebody thought somebody was being murdered at six in the morning or anything. Right, so, right. Okay, that's true. <laughs> so, they like to scream. <laughs> well, we got a lot to cover. Let's get right to it and start with the news. So I'm going to give you, uh, gang, a few pieces of news, and I want you to tell me... I spit on my microphone. Gross. It's fixed now. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of news, and I'd like you to tell me, are these games just dead now? Like, Or can a change in focus, or can a change in ownership, dev team, publishing team, whatever, uh, can they survive, change, maybe even thrive, okay? And we're going to start with Disney's and Square Enix's and Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Avengers. I'm not hinting about Rift. We did an entire episode about Rift being dead like a month and a half ago, chat. No, I'm not talking about Rift. Rift is dead. And then three days later, Aspen writes an article about Rift adding an update. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, well, maybe it's not quite dead, but... And they just launched their new Battle Pass, but... So, specifically here, Square Enix uh, sold its Western developers to for the uh, 
small price tag, Troy, of $300 million. Uh, and this gave Embracer Group uh, control of a number of IPs. Now, we're not going to talk about a ton of them because most of them aren't multiplayer, right? You've got Tomb Raider. You've got um, the Legacy of Kane series. You, you've got a number of titles that now go to Embracer Group who owns a bunch of other stuff already. Where I do want to ask is Marvel's Avengers. We've talked about this game. Yeah, Deus Ex is another one, absolutely. They did, Embracer Group specifically, not to get off topic, did talk about buying this and getting the Legacy of Kane IP. So maybe they're going to do something with it that isn't Nosgoth. Uh, <laughs> I would be delighted to see that. But Troy, we've talked about on this show and on Gaming Gumbo we're, uh, over on Ready Check Radio, just the like the dire straits Marvel's Avengers has been in since launch. How long it took to get Spider-Man out and Spider-Man was a console exclusive specifically for the PlayStation 5. Just like all the dumb decisions with this game. And we kind of speculated, some of the hosts thought that once Spider-Man came out, that was pretty much it. Like the game was just not going to do much anymore. But we do have more heroes coming, so it's not totally dead, at least at the moment. But this sale does leave things in a weird spot. Obviously, going forward, if the Embracer Group wants to do anything with the Marvel IP, they're going to need Disney's permission. That totally makes sense, right? We want to make a new Marvel game. Crystal Dynamics or one of these companies Embracer bought wants to make it. We need Disney's approval. Fine, that totally makes sense. But what about existing live service games that already utilize the IP? What happens to those? Do they just go into a maintenance mode? Is the contract null and void? Do both parties renegotiate? Like, what does that look like? And in a Q&A with the Embracer Group CEO and co-founder Laws Wingfors, he was actually asked about Marvel license and Marvel's Avengers in particular, and he had this to say, which is a little interesting. All games that have been developed by studios are included in the transaction. All right, that basically tells us they're getting Marvel's Avengers. However, a number of external approvals are needed from external parties in order to close that transaction. Potentially, licensors could be one of those approvals needed. Kind of saying, yeah, Marvel's Avengers technically becomes ours, but it is going to ultimately be subject to Disney's approval. Where does this leave Marvel's Avengers for you? For me, uh, I'm going to agree with O Glory in chat. It's a marvelous failure. Uh, has been since shortly after the launch. Uh, had a fairly big launch, but the, like you said, just dumb decision after dumb decision has brought this game and it's the reputation of this game down to nothing, to just absolute garbage in the minds of most players. And I don't think it can be selfish. I think you're going to have, even if you're going to introduce new heroes and characters along the way, I think you're going to run into the sort of the same problems that uh, Marvel Champions had back in the day, or Marvel Heroes had back in the day which was they're going to be restricted on what they can release per Marvel. Right now, there's got to be a huge moratorium on on certain characters that they're waiting to release, you know, big budget films and stuff on, and, and they want stuff released around the time of those big budget films. There's a, so there's got to be a huge moratorium on characters that could possibly maybe move the needle a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think it's just too late for this game. Yeah, and that's a, that's a prevalent opinion out there, uh, Aspen. But so let me let me throw this at you, right? 
there was an awful lot of money funneled into the development and launching of Marvel's Avengers. Looking back, that money may not have been used all that well. There are aspects of the game I actually enjoyed. I do like looter shooter games or looter type games. So even not being a comic book junkie myself, there was a- there were aspects of the game that I enjoyed. But there were some critically bad design decisions, mostly made around the idea of future monetization, in my opinion, that hold the game back. Is Disney ready to cut its loss and just say, hey, you know what? The, the experiment is over now that the Embracer group has it. Let's just finish the things we have that we've said we're going to release and call it a day. Or is this one of those almost too big to fail <laughs> type things? Like there is so much money involved in it that Disney's going to continue that sunken cost fallacy, right? And well, we've already sunk X million dollars into it. What's another 7 million? Right. Um, honestly, I hope it just dies as well. I think it's a waste of money. But I also wonder if, like, I wonder if Disney will say no to Embracer and then do something else with the title. Because they have that right. While another company can hold all the past titles, technically they could try something new. Which, I'm not really sure how that would work. Because, again, so many people have already kind of written it off and they don't want to try it anymore. Right. I, I just hope it dies. I know that sounds, like, really rude. <laughs> and, like, but I do think it's a waste of money and it's money that could be spent on making something so much better. Like, the Spider-Man games did so amazingly well. And I just feel like if they put their money into something else... It would make more sense physically, but um. In in honor of Jason Winter, I did pull it up on Steam charts, three hundred and eleven, as of three minutes ago, playing on Steam. Now, obviously, it is a multi-platform game. This is not indicative of the entire audience, and in fact, PlayStation, out of all of them, probably has the best audience since there was an inherent difference in value, uh, for your sixty bucks if you bought it on the PlayStation, you were going to get Spider Man. Uh, they've done a lot with it. They they redid the whole loot system. They've they've changed some aspects of the game, but ultimately, I, I think Troy, you can only go in and fight so many aim robots, right? Like, <laughs> just like, wow, it's yeah, it's yeah, another one. Day, it's kind of like what what you said earlier. There there are some folks who have some good things to say about some of the gameplay, specifically the campaign and kind of the story that gets told along the way. It's just the the monetization was so heavy handed and so many mistakes were made along that direction that the reputation of the game is just uh, is just shot at this point. Let me ask you both this. I mean, to get away from multiplayer a little bit, but since we're talking about the sale, is this a good thing for Square Enix? This sale, or uh, what about the titles? Um, that Crystal Dynamics, you know, Tomb Raiders and stuff like that. Is this a good thing across the board? You're right in the heart of Japan there, Aspen. Right. I know last week you were sitting outside Square (laughs) Enix offices asking everybody, what do you think of the sale? Yeah. (laughs) But they totally just liquidated all their Western studios. Obviously, there is still Square Enix United States, but their Western developers that they owned... all gone now it's essentially once again a japanese development house is that i think it was is that smart. good is that good for them yeah i think so i think it was extremely well played personally um i think 
recently Japan Studios, and not just Square Enix, but Japan Studios in general when it comes to game development, have been doing a phenomenal job and they've really been moving forward at a very fast rate. I think they just cut off some dead weight that weren't producing numbers and were holding them back, while Tomb Raider is, in my opinion, the best thing that has been created by uh, Crystal Dynamics, I just feel like everything else wasn't worth it. That one title wasn't enough to keep funneling money into it. Bring back Nosgoth. Oh, you and Jason Winter, man. You Dude, both that was love... such a good game. Shut no, up. It no. was a good game. Okay, it might have been a good game if you, if you weren't like just absolutely ravenous for a Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, Soul Reaver, new title. That's what I wanted. And then they came out with Nosgoth, and I was like, yeah, I ugh, that. ugh. And the funny thing is, Aspen, to your point, like it, it, it could be viewed as cutting off dead weight, but ultimately all of these titles sold very well. They weren't flops. All the Tomb Raiders sold very well. In fact, they're making another one, and that is going to continue under Embracer Group. That project is still a go. It's still got a green light. You've got Deus Ex. You've got uh, all these other IPs that you know haven't done... It's just Square Enix deemed them not a failure or a failure because they didn't reach Square Enix's high expectations. They did the same thing years ago with the Hitman IP, right? It sold well, but not well enough, Troy. So ultimately, is this good for... Because I think it is. I think for these titles that have kind of languished a little bit under Square Enix and kind of been the redheaded stepchild almost when it comes to bashing them during financial reports for only selling 1 million copies and not 3 million. Uh, I think this is ultimately a good thing for them. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of the setup for making Square Enix a pretty profitable buy for somebody like Sony. Like, hey, we are exclusively Japanese. We are trimming our business. We just got $300 million in cash, which they also said they're going to use to do NFT and blockchain type stuff. Whatever. We can get into that. An entirely... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They want to be Konami so bad they can't stand it. But does this tighten the belt and say, look, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, you know, all these other core Square Enix properties, you want them? That's all you're going to get. You don't have to buy the fluff if you want to buy us now. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, I just think it was a smart play. Again, nothing ab about the games. As you said, they did well, but they weren't performing to the standards of Square Enix. And I feel like they have really high standards. Other people might not attest to that, but I feel like Square Enix thinks very highly of themselves and a lot of the things they have done have performed very well. Troy? I think uh, we are in an age of studios looking to sell at the moment and looking to position themselves to be uh, a sexy pickup. Ubisoft uh, trying to protect itself from another hostile takeover <laughs> attempt, by the way. Except for, except for Ubisoft, who should be bought by somebody for... for freaking sake uh but remember when vivendi the, remember when vivendi like almost forced them to sell it was yeah, it was talked about that a hostile takeover yeah yeah and then fighting that off uh you know that's a whole other podcast right there is how bad ubisoft uh, needs to be right. sold 
and they don't think they need to be. But anyway, as for the titles themselves, yeah, I think this is going to be fantastic for the titles themselves. This is a chance for somebody to let these be their some of their flagship titles now. Tomb Raider and I think Legacy of Kane, especially, you've got a your best chance of a a, a newer game coming out for that, uh, which should excite a lot of folks. Uh, on this same front, I guess we should talk about, yes, Ubisoft is being sniffed around by a bunch of investment bankers right now, and the Gimo family is scrambling to kind of work with different financial companies to protect itself because they only own 19% of Ubisoft stock. While they may be one of the majority shareholders, they don't actually hold a lot of the shares. So... <laughs> They're trying to work with an investment bank to potentially stave off a hostile buy from uh, some from investors that are sniffing around. And on the topic of Square Enix, yes, uh, somebody mentioned in chat, Outriders lost money. Um, I don't know if we would say it lost money yet. We would just say that it has not, it has not reached profitability yet, to the point that the developers still, to this day, we're actually writing a news piece on it right now. Anthony's writing it up. The financial report from the, that team came out, People Can Fly, and they still have no royalties uh, from the Outriders game yet. And the new expansion slash additional content comes out next month. So, yeah, good old that. That's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, we talked about the oh, sidetracked again. Man, this is going to be a long show. Uh, <laughs> we, I think Xbox Game Pass has a lot to do with it. <laughs> An awful lot. Remember, it was free on that. It, it was free on launch day for console Xbox Game Pass. So I think that that, that kind of hurt it. All right, so we all think Marvel's Avengers is dead. But let us know what you think of the Square Enix sale. And are they looking to trim the fat and sell themselves? Or are they you know, looking to just keep doing, hey, we're going to focus on our multi-million sellers and that's it? Like, what's the play there? What do you think they're they're getting ready for? Legends of Aria. Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. Just... More NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just saying the name and all three hosts go, mm, mm, mm. Well, they're going to be relaunching the game with a focus on delivering the founding vision. For those of you that don't know, Legends of Aria you know, has gone through a number of rounds of fundraising, Kickstarters, that type of thing, development, buy-ins from Kickstarter supporters, number of alphas and different tests, and all kinds of things for this MMORPG that is kind of inspired by the old dogs, the old guard of Ultima Online and other games. Yeah. Well, they need to relaunch and rebrand. Why? Well, from their blog post, they wanted to see a more modern Ultima Online, and now they have new management, and they've come to realize that you know what? We need a change. And there are some stunning comments in this thing, in this post. There to me. Aspen, I'm going to give you the first one. This is directly from their relaunch and rebrand post. The new management of the game shares this desire and dream. However, we have come to realize that Legends of Aria never received the acclaim that it deserves. 
since almost all of the funds raised for the game went into development with little spent on marketing. We plan to take a different approach. How, how, I mean, I don't mean to be crude, but how big do your balls have to be for you to come no, out? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I had to, like, reread it. I was like, no, nah, they didn't say that. They didn't say that. <laughs> we did not get the acclaim that we deserved. And that's our fault because we didn't pay for enough advertising and marketing. And then wouldn't that be your fault? So. <laughs> And I don't think advertising is generally what one thinks of when they say an acclaimed game. Oh, that game's really acclaimed. I see commercials all the time. That's not, <laughs> yeah. that, is not that is not generally <laughs> what we think about when we say acclaimed. Uh, I, Guild Wars 2 is the example I give for that, a game that is acclaimed. It's considered a good game, but has always struggled with their marketing. That's a game... <laughs> that struggles with their marketing but has a claim has actual acclaim yeah jason actual, jason actual winter acclaim. hanging in chat too bad he's not on this show he would i'm sure have choice words for the legends of aria team given that we're adding in a lot of changes to loa and planning to relaunch the game we've decided to keep the current version of the game operating as normal rebranding it as legends of aria classic <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> classic classic <laughs> legends of aria classic will soon feature new logos and branding well that's where the extra money is going to go well yeah. we move to separate the new client from the old but the classic version will remain to allow the loa classic community and the associated community servers to continue to enjoy the classic experience <laughs> Comedy aside, uh, I've kind of we're likely to get sued by Kickstarter backers. <laughs> we yeah, we're gonna we're actually changing uh, what we initially said was going to be kickstarted. So yeah, as long as we leave this running, uh, hey, we delivered. We delivered what we said we would on Kickstarter. I mean, and not to mention that the game's been rocky and somewhat shady. Uh, over all of this uh, the last couple of years. I mean, it's just a, kind of a mess. The original supporters of Legends of Aria will continually see rewards as we move forward with continued development and our relaunch. One unique benefit will be that these OGs can redeem certain crowdfunding items from the LOA Kickstarter in the new server. These items will be able to be claimed in the alpha, beta, and in the game's relaunch other benefits to the game's longtime supporters will include early access to the sale of upcoming NFTs. And if you're scared of the notion of NFTs in Legends of Aria, we encourage you to keep reading. And keep reading we are going to, my friends. <laughs> keep. Are you scared, Troy, of NFTs? Read on, my friend. Aspen, does NFTs make you nervous? Read on, my friend. This one blog post is going to make you feel all better about NFTs. In every game, not just Legends of Aria. In every MMO since the beginning of online gaming, there has always been a demand for real money transactions. Whether it's buying or selling some gold, Negative. some weapons or armor, rare mounts or houses, most of us have indulged at some point. But companies have always had to harshly ban these activities to protect their users from malicious actors and fraud. All right, so so far, I was with you until you said, hey, we've all done it. No, we haven't all done it, period. 
Uh, I was with you, like, yeah, there is has always been a market for these, right? Like, you look back to Diablo 2, Aspen, you see, you know, the the black market for Diablo 2 items and stuff like that. So I, I don't think they're wrong until they tried to say, hey, we've, we're all, we've all done it. We've all indulged. Like, not only that, the thing that honestly upsets me is they obviously really don't care about their fan base because they have this Kickstarter that people paid their own money to fund. And then they say, we messed up. And the reason we're not big is our fault. So we're going to do another Kickstarter. So give us more money. Yeah, we and on top of that, give us more money through NFTs. Well, like, and if you this- give us money fast enough, Aspen, we will give you and only you the opportunity to give us more money for NFTs that only you who gave us money quickly have a chance, uh, have a chance at. It's a slap to the face. Like, honestly, reading this was just difficult. For example, Troy, if you went on a third-party site to buy a character, then the seller takes your money and provides you with all the login details. Oftentimes, the seller could then email support and through various means prove ownership and reclaim the account, leaving you with nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be able to get your money back if the site you used had a spine, but other issues can still arise. What if a buyer commits credit card fraud and it isn't until months later that the controversy begins? Who is the company to believe? Again, they're not wrong so far. They're not wrong. In Legends of Aria, we've seen houses sold on third-party sites for thousands of dollars. I I, I want to see a receipt. Uh, but like other, <laughs> but like other gaming companies, there has been a need to crack down and ban the users involved to protect players. With the blockchain and NFT technology, we don't need to ban real money transactions. In fact, we can encourage them by storing in-game items and characters as NFTs. The technology makes ownership clear and verifiable. If it's in your wallet, it's yours. Therefore, we can allow players to sell their items, pets, characters, and houses at will on NFT marketplaces. This technology, whether we like it or not, is the way the industry is moving, and we want LOA to be on the tip of the spear in terms of cutting-edge innovation. Troy, you've been angry all day. I'm just going to let you go. And Aspen's ready to pull her hair off. So, Aspen, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. But I'm going to I'm gonna let Troy go first on this one. Well, I think Jason nailed it in chat. It's like uh, now now we're, we're the, uh, the creepy guys who are going to sell you stuff and make money off of you and take advantage of you and overprice things. It's – and saying that the, that's the way the industry's going – uh is unfortunately a, a false statement uh, it's yes there's a lot of things going that direction trying to make this happen but at the same time it's also failing uh over and over again there are lawsuits happening left and right where rug pullers are taking money and just running away this is not the future of gaming this is a temporary fad where only the rich get richer only these game companies themselves make money and we are being taken advantage of unfortunately has been nodding along with you there as you were talking. <laughs> yeah, those are some good points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> say get, it again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you get the applause. Aspen, not a fan. Not a fan. Well, no, and again, just it's not the way that the industry is going. I think that's a very ignorant thing to say because while yes, a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon because. I think NFTs are honestly ahead of their time. We are not ready for this. And I think people 
realize this and they're trying to do so many different things with it, whether it be through film or music or art or video games, and they're hoping something is going to stick. And I think something will stick. I honestly think one of these things is going to work, but nobody knows at this point what it's going to be. So everybody's just like throwing and hoping that their idea is going to work, but there's no it's too early and honestly with them not even figuring out the whole issue with the environment and the giant giant way this is affecting our environment right now and how that hasn't been solved and people are still moving forward is also just <sighs> look and i was so angry about nfts themselves that i forgot to mention that they're doing this with a game that has already proven that it doesn't really have a market that has already failed yeah, and, and they're, they're going to try it again with now something that's immensely un unpopular with the with the community. Yeah, I, and and it, I mean this is this game Legends of Aria has had so many missteps. Like you might actually like the game, right? You you might actually or like where they were going with the game at one point, and that's totally fine. I, I don't know. I have not played Legends of Aria to any great extent because the whole thing has always just seemed skeevy to me personally. So I have not indulged. I just like, nah, there's there's other things I can play that I don't have to worry about. You know, is this going to be around three months from now? But I, I'm not disparaging of the game itself. If you like it, great. If you don't, fine. I haven't played it enough to, force, to, to form an opinion on it. I don't like the way it looks, so I've avoided it. I really don't like the way it looks now. We want to be on the cutting edge. We want to be the tip of the spear. Does anybody remember the Diablo 4 auction house, real money auction house, right? We didn't need NFTs and blockchain to do what they are talking about doing here. You can do it without that technology. Could it help and add a level of security? Maybe if the blockchain technology is implemented correctly because of the virtual accountability of the wallets. But there was a real money auction house at one point in Diablo 4. That went over like a lead balloon. Or Diablo 3, yeah, Diablo 3, my bad. Uh, that went over like a lead balloon, if you remember. Nobody liked that. Do you know why? Because when you do this, whether you do it through something like Diablo 3's auction house, real money auction house, or you do it through NFTs, or you do it through blockchain, the company that is making the goods is also the company profiting by you selling them to each other. They are also the company that can influence the scarcity of said item as well. Mm. So if I want to sell my house to Aspen, my Final Fantasy XIV house, and Final Fantasy XIV housing is incredibly rare due to the way the game is built, and Square Enix gets a cut of real money when I sell my house to Aspen, is Square Enix really, really all that motivated to fix the housing scarcity problem? No. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. In Ugh. fact, they, they could be tempted to, if if they're not a uh, on the up and up, uh, make that even more scarce. Yeah, they can control the scarcity of the product and then make 3% off of Aspen selling the item and a 2% buyer's fee on my side of it for doing nothing. Doing nothing. Literally doing nothing. 
So I feel, Aspen, that you are really excited about this Legends of Aria relaunch. You're looking forward to it. I mean, that's just I'm the so impression excited. that I'm getting. That's just I've the... already added to their Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so is that 0 for 2, neither of these games? I thought new management, maybe Legends of Aria had a chance. But when I read this, I was like, are you kidding me? It didn't get the claim acclaim it deserved. <laughs> Kiss New my, management be delusional. Kiss my butt. Kiss my butt. All right, let's talk about some people going to court. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you're shocked. Uh, Blizzard's one of them. <laughs> no, you don't say. Yeah, there's actually a lot of other charges now coming against uh, Activision Blizzard. Mostly, uh, predictably, regarding the treatment of employees, including a new complaint uh, from CWA, the Communication Workers of America Union, alleging that uh, Blizzard employees, Troy, were told, don't talk about any of the issues related to lawsuits filed against the company. While you're at work, shut up. Shut up and do your job. And then leave. Don't talk about it, Troy. I don't believe that. They would never say such a thing. <laughs> obviously, they did. Obviously, they were messing <laughs> out. And obviously, if you had a manager above you, they told you, hey, don't talk about this crap. Um, oh, my God. They are so stupid. How do you have – you've got this huge company that was such a success that is uh, uh, it's still technically a success, right? And somewhere along the way, good decisions were made. Where the fuck did those people go that made the good decisions? And how did the people who are morons end <laughs> oh, up in control of this company? Oh, you mean like Mike Morham and stuff like that? No, they, yeah, they yeah. splitsville, dude. They were like, hey, we're bought. All right, everything's done. I'm out. I'm out. The actual complaint reads as such, Aspen. The basis of the charge, within the last six months, the above-named employer, Activision Blizzard, uh, through a manager has threatened employees that they should not discuss issues concerning wages, hours, and working conditions on Slack. So for them to specifically say on Slack, that tells me CWA has a screenshot. Like they they have a screenshot of a manager saying, "Don't talk about this." On Slack. Like, busted. You're busted. If they would not have mentioned Slack if they didn't have the corroborating evidence, I don't think. Yeah, no, exactly. Or they like walked past somebody's desk and it was open on their desktop talking with a fellow employee about it. But honestly, like, it makes me, it, honestly, I'm sad. Like, I used to love Blizzard so much. Like, Blizzard was like my dream. It was everything. I loved WoW. I loved Diablo. And then just seeing them fall into this hole deeper and deeper. I mean, granted, they did it themselves. But at the same time, like, it's sad for the fans who really love the game. And it's hard to continue to love a game when this is the head. We've talked about that before. How yeah. Blizzard used to be the end game for so many folks who did what we do or or similar things. Yeah. I mean, I have Josh Allen, somebody we worked, yeah. you and I that, personally, you yeah. and I personally worked with for, for a while on Game Breaker. I mean, that's all he wanted to do was go work for Blizz. And now he's leaving, too. I mean... Uh, off yeah. to other projects. New York City also suing Activision Blizzard, specifically going after Bobby Kotick, Kotick, the dick, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's not just California anymore. 
New York City Employees Retirement System and Pension Fund are going, and this is for their their teachers, police, firefighters, all of that. They have filed suit demanding that the company provide a list of documents, including the ones associated with the potential Microsoft buyout and the other five possible buyers mentioned in Activision's account of talks. Remember, we did hear about that, that they wasn't just Microsoft that was interested, but we didn't hear who they were. The complaint alleges that Kotick wasn't the appropriate person to be involved in these negotiations due to his, quote, personal responsibility and liability for Activision's broken workplace. And New York believes that he and other directors plan to use the Microsoft deal as a way to escape liability for their egregious breaches of fiduciary duty. And they also say, by the way, that $95 per share undervalues the company. That tells me that the pension probably bought in at... 85 or greater and is a little unhappy that it's going to sell at 95 now <laughs> um and, and we, jason before he had left he had reported on a number of states where their union or their pension funds were considering filing similar uh, uh similar suits as well i mean i i get the argument but i don't know what kind of prayer they have in in court aspen i mean the argument being you broke the company to the point of it being on the sale block, you therefore don't have the ability to be the one negotiating said sale. And we want to know what other deals were on the table that and, and, and what were they looking like? Was this, in fact, the best deal on the table? Or was it taken for maybe other reasons? It was the fastest deal likely to close, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exactly. Um, honestly, I, I kind of think it was the fastest deal to close. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if this has any any prayer, Troy. I mean, maybe but, it gets uh, some information made public. That's, that's I was going to say, at the end of the day, that's all it actually is. is it's a, it's a, from my, now, I'm not a lawyer. I do not play one on TV. But from my understanding from other lawyers who have spoken on this, this is this is just a petition to get documentation right now. Uh, so they've got a good chance of that. Um, the fact that they are specifically naming Bobby Kotick in this thing multiple times, by the way. Uh, at one point, quoting as uh, his... Uh, the board's decision to entrust Kotick with the negotiation process is inexcusable because basically his his what he's got what he stands to make out of this merger doesn't have anything to do with how much the merger is going to sell for like he's he's got his number that he's going to make regardless so he was in a position where they're basically saying uh and this is their justification to get the documentation they're saying that you know he just wanted the sale to go through and he wanted to go through quickly he didn't care what the price was because he wants out from under this and he wants to not be financially responsible for anything or criminally responsible for anything that happened. So he was just trying to get the sale to go through fast because he's got the golden umbrella on the other side that doesn't have anything to do with the price of the merger itself. 22 million golden parachute currently being discussed by the board who did approve overwhelmingly, obviously, the Microsoft sale. Now we'll see if the... The feds allow such a deal to go through. That's the the next big hurdle. And Wall Street seeming to be a little bullish on that one. Uh, Bungie got a bunch of copyright claims, uh, uh, filings uh, dismissed by a court. They were going after AIM junkies. And th this whole thing isn't over yet. But a lot of Bungie's copyright claims against them were summarily thrown out of court. 
U.S. District Court Judge Thomas Zilley reviewed both sides and has dismissed the copyright claims as Bungie failed to show and prove that AIM Junkies copied its work. Judge Zilly also agreed to refer the non-copyright and trademark-related crime uh, claims to arbitration as AIM Junkies requested. This is one of those brilliant things, right? You read the EULA Aspen for a game, and they're always like, you know, if you have any this or this or this, you can't sue us, but we, we go to arbitration. And then when the company is upset, they file charges to which AIM Junkies yep. says, hey, Copyright claims, obviously, that's a different beast, and that does go to court. But the other things you're alleging, by your own EULA, this goes to forced arbitration, and that's that was AIM Junkie's defense for some of these things. They were like, uh, we're not supposed to be in court. We're supposed to be in arbitration. <laughs> and the judge was like, well, son of a bitch, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Head on back to arbitration for these claims. So it's not looking great for Bungie, and you may not be a fan of AIM junkies and stuff like that. I, I, from my knowledge, they make like AIMbot cheating software. Is that it? Is that what they do? Yeah. Okay. And so you might not be a fan of theirs in general. That's fine. But I do like watching these types of uh, court dramas play out. And Bungie, a uh, little little backfooted to start with here, Aspen. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're not they're I'm not done yet though. <laughs> they're not done yet. Right. I personally don't like watching this type of court thing because to me, I'm like, this is a waste of time. And money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Bungie, you wrote this. You should know your own terms and conditions. Come on, man. Like, how are you going to bring someone to court and like, be like flabbergasted? Like, what do you mean you're throwing this out? What do you mean this isn't copyright? It's not. Like, you wrote your own terms. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be so caught off guard that um they didn't actually copyright anything because they didn't again i think they were just making cheats and stuff for the game which i guess while maybe not morally depending on how you play video games maybe it's not like to your moral compass right, right. but like, well, and, and also would probably be a violation of most eulas in which case you get your account banned and stuff like that right 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 exactly so again it's something that just shouldn't have been done in court and then it's also interesting because aren't they they're thinking of like selling the company aim junkies is like gonna sell to like a ukrainian group yeah so i'm i was like is that because of this or is that because of something else <laughs> like are they trying to like like get rid of the company like quickly quickly yeah i mean i would uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 not out of the hot water yet like the copyright yeah. stuff got thrown away but bungie can refile that if they provide new evidence and the judge did find that, hey, the trademark infringement accusations, those are sufficiently pled. So they're going to go, those, those charges will go forward. So Bungie still has some stuff that they can do, both on the copyright front, if they want to refile those with additional evidence. They have the trademark stuff going too. It's, it's, it's interesting to watch this because, like, is there really copyright and trademark infringement in utilizing the game's code in certain ways to create additional tools and cheats and stuff like that i, I don't know it gets starts to get really really gray troy yeah i think legally yeah, it does start to get gray at the end of the day i think uh i think this company should lose i think the aim junkies should lose uh, i'm not a fan of selling cheats and stuff for a game that you didn't create 
uh, you're making money off somebody else's work, whether, yes, you're creating the cheats, fantastic, but you're creating them for other games that somebody else created. Um, yeah, they made they 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 made Bungie look like clowns in this round, but it's definitely not over yet. Uh, even in arbitration, I think at the end of the day, we we've seen before uh, a lot of these cheap companies end up either losing outright or owing some sort of financial compensation they can't afford, right. and end up going under. Did you guys see the World of, or the uh, Warcraft mobile reveal? No oh, God. Yes. Oh, oh, hey, before we talk about this, Aspen, what's going on with your Genshin, man? What's up with 2-7? Oh, my goodness. It's so sad. Like, what's happening? In... So, first of all, the Genshin community is, like, terrible. Everybody's so <laughs> upset. They're, ser they're literally, like, the scum of the earth. They're terrible. They only care about themselves and getting, like, free gems to do wishes. The situation in Shanghai right now is honestly insane. Like... Are you guys up to date on everything that's happening? No, no, happening? no. Catch, no. Us, catch everybody not up. To not to digress too much. So basically the situation was Shanghai was like, all right, we're doing like a big lockdown. Everybody has to go home and we're locking you in your houses. Nobody was allowed to leave. Each apartment building was under a 14-day lockdown mandate. But let's say on day 13. This is, this is coronavirus related. Yes, yes, yes. So let's say on like day 13, somebody gets COVID. Then that 14 days restarts. It's another 14 days. You still can't leave. So you're there for, you know, another 14 days. And then let's say on day seven, somebody else gets COVID. All right. That's another 14 day reset. So every apartment building is under the same mandate. Um, there's not enough food. They can't go out and get their food. While Shanghai is trying to deliver food to people, it's very small portions. And there are people getting missed. There are lots of buildings that aren't getting their food. Um, they're not getting water. Uh, there's the older generation who also like aren't using their cell phones properly. A lot of it's through cell phones. So people are trying to help them. But because you're quarantined into your own room, it's difficult to help the older people. Like even if they're in your same apartment block, there's people currently living on the streets right now who have not gone home at all, who are doing food deliveries, kind of being like the white knights and doing their best to do these food deliveries and they they refuse to go home because once they do then they're in lockdown so they're living on the street in tents it's it's terrible it's like super sad so right now in genshin like the banner that was currently in genshin like the wishing banner i think it's like 249 days that this banner will last which is scary to think that these people could be locked down in their houses for 249 days hopefully it won't go that long like Heaven forbid. <sighs> yeah, that's so, the situation. So that led to 2.7 being people the games and such. Exactly. Uh, it's the, the fact, honestly, the fact that they were able to even extend Ayaka's banner, because what would have happened is the banner would have just been removed, but they ended up extending it for that long period of time, which was really generous. This gives people a chance to get like C6 of this character or what have you. Um, it was definitely probably difficult for them to do that. And they even said for, I think, every week that they are delayed, they're going to give like apologems, like gems to say like, we're sorry. Even though people are dying, like they're still trying to compensate their community. It's on, it's just... Yeah, the weekly compensation began yesterday, uh, and it consists of every week you'll get 400 Prima Gems, a Fragile Resin, 7 Heroes Wit, 16 Mystic Enchantment Enhancement Ore, and 120,000 Mora. 
And if the final week of all of this doesn't actually take a full week, then they will adjust the compensation for that final week. To get it, all you need is to be adventure rank 5 or higher, and you just claim the items before the end of 2.6. Again, we don't know when that is. Uh, so if you're actively playing or just kind of dabbling, make sure each week you get in there to, to go ahead and claim that uh, claim that stuff. Yeah, Old Glory, they should be happy that servers are even up in those conditions. <laughs> in those conditions. You're probably, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Old Glory. You're not wrong. Ay, ay, uh. All right, so you did see the Warcraft ga uh, mobile game, Troy. What were your thoughts? Discord being a little fuzzy with your camera shot right now. Oh, uh, see the beginning of the trailer where they put the coin in the machine to get the whole thing to run. Um, that's that's realistically what you're going to be doing is having to put money into this thing to make it even be fun. And money, 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 money. That's more money. Um, and when you're done with that, then you're going to play a game where you get to add more money. So you're pretty hopeful for this, and I think uh, Aspen has frozen on Discord there. You still with us, Aspen, or are you? All right, she'll probably rejoin in a second here. Yeah, I, I mean, it looks an awful lot like a like a Clash of Clans, you know, Minion Masters. Mm, you yeah. know, the, it it fits the mold and it looks cute and everything. I, I see. I I might be. Yep, she she lost Discord connection. I, I might be a little more. I don't want to say positive about this because I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge mobile guy. We'll talk about that briefly in just a second. But um, I don't know. There seemed to be a lot in here. Like when they did the reveal and they were like, we've got 70 levels and we've got dungeons and then raids and we got this. And there also seems to be like PVE related stuff. Now, will that be like time gated? You can only do X number of dungeons over X number of days type deal or buy this pass or what? Like we don't know. We just haven't seen the monetization for it yet. I will say that we have seen um, a number of outlets uh, get, uh, including GameSpot, get hands-on access with it and have pretty in-depth views. And they specifically said, hey, there's the monetization actually doesn't interfere. Like I, But they also had preview builds, right? So mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, maybe it doesn't interfere with the preview build. I don't know. I actually think if you're somebody not like me, but if you are somebody that's into like Clash of Clans or Minion Masters, or uh, I also got Shades of uh, Arcane Showdown, a game I used to stream on here a little bit and uh, now closed down. If you're into that, then maybe this will have some good stuff for you. And if you're still into supporting Blizzard and Activision. That's the other thing, too. It's like, do you really... I mean, they desperately need to release stuff, though, right? Um, they haven't think about it shadowlands was the last big release this company has had and overwatch 2 is just now hitting betas and diablo 4 is still probably a year or so away like and we've got dragonflight coming up but that's probably going to be a, a next year thing like this is a company that really needs to release some titles uh so much so that diablo immortal will be available on pc <laughs> you guys don't have phones? Oh, apparently no, you don't. So yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and put this on. We'll Since go ahead you don't here, you have it on your computer. Aspen, welcome back. What'd you think of the uh the Warcraft mobile game? I think okay, okay. I thought my audio might not be working, but yeah, so sorry about that. My internet just oh, you're like fine, cut you're out. Fine. Okay. Um 
So for myself, um, I'm not too excited about it personally. <laughs> I just, I think that they could have done something different. Like I'm so tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. I just wanted to see something new, if that makes sense. Like constantly using the same characters. Yeah. I see. I'm okay with an old glory kind of saying the same thing. You know, this is an aimed at a wow audience. Then really, why are you using the Warcraft IP for it? Then I don't have a problem with that, but that's also because I enjoy the Warcraft IP and have for years. So it really doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, but I, as soon as I saw the type of game, I was like, cool. I'm never going to play that. I, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't play clash of clans. You know, I, that's just not me. It's not my type of game. I'm not going to do this. I mean, maybe I'll play it and stream it once or twice, uh, but that'll be it. Uh, and then, then I'll move on to it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is going back a little bit to what Blizzard actually does best though, which is, uh, taking things other people have done. Yeah. And posting yeah. it to a fine shine. And that's why I give them maybe a little more credit because they can look back and see the, what monetization has worked and what hasn't. And obviously, I mean, they've got King, right? If you need a company that could give you mobile data, <laughs> King is one of those companies that could absolutely give you data on mobile gaming, right? I mean, they have the biggest titles in the world. Fan saying the, guy, the game reminds me of Hearthstone when it first started. Doesn't seem like much of a cash shop. However, in the long run, it becomes cash shop heavy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. What? I mean, do, be. Do, are either of you into mobile gaming at all? Like, what's your favorite mobile game or your like worst mobile game? Aspen, I play. You... I play board games a lot, like on mobile app versions of board games. But as far as games like this or RPGs or anything like that, no, not not on mobile. You do Wordle. You do your wordle today, Troy? No. <laughs> you didn't do your wordle. No. Oh my God. Aspen. I mean, obviously, Genshin Impact. It, you 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 do a lot of that on on PC, but do you do you dabble on mobile as well with the crossplay? So actually, I don't do Genshin on uh, mobile. I just don't think it. It's just easier on PC. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm more of a player that I want to play something that's the easiest for myself because I'm very lazy. So I'm gonna do what's easiest. Um, but I do think that Hoyoverse, granted, I am a Hoyoverse shrimp, so I'm like always like <laughs> on their theme. But uh, I feel like they do mobile very well. Like Honkai Impact was extremely well. The story is really good. It's very perfect for handheld gaming. Um, and then they also have like, granted, I don't think this is your type of game, but like they have Otome games, which are like dating sim games. So like, oh, which boy do I want to date? Oh, <laughs> so, but those are also done very well. Um, I also did play Hearthstone for a while, which was fun. And then I, I just stopped. I don't really know why. I think I just got bored. A dating sim, huh? Yeah, no, it's really good. There's also like, you're a lawyer. And so you have to like solve crimes. And then in the meantime, you go on dates. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Choice is like, what? <laughs> What? So Troy, like, Troy's like, I'm going to go download this game for research purposes. <laughs> oh, my God. Troy, you no, want to be a detective lawyer who dates? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Let's get started. <laughs> who was it that did Dating Sims? There, there's a prominent classic games developer that started as a dating sim, a Japanese dating sim developer. Is it, uh, is it, is it Castlevania? I think it's Castlevania. 
Uh, anyway, it's just useless game trivia for you out there. Yeah, I'm not a mobile guy. Like, I do, I think the only mobile games, and they're not even games, like crossword puzzles. It's <laughs> just like, mm. I have a crossword <laughs> puzzle app. And, you know, I mean, not to give you too much information, but when you're taking a poo, you just do a crossword puzzle and and then you go about your day. That's what TikTok is for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, what is it, the... Um, the Rick and Morty line where he says, Summer, you're the reason we all got pink eye because you can't stay off the phone while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Hey, uh, Troy, before we head off to the bombs, you did the first look for Space Punks. It went up yesterday. I did a gameplay action for it back when it was in early access. So I asked Troy to go ahead and do the... Um, uh, first look for it so that we could get a bit of a different take on it. What did you think of the twin stick shooter goodness of Space Punks? It was quite a bit of fun. It was it was a it can be a little repetitive and a little grindy, um, as such things will be. Uh, but about the time you get tired of one planet and one set of enemies, you move on to the next planet and and start working on that. So uh, overall, I had a pretty good time with it. I think my biggest takeaway that I tried to get across in the video was if you're familiar with it from early access from 9, 10, 11 months ago, uh, quite a bit has actually changed since then. They've They've addressed what basically was all the concerns now whether or not they did them perfectly as to what those people wanted i don't know because i didn't play the game back then but all the concerns that i ever saw brought up in the older videos uh were addressed in some way there's more mission variety crafting's been overhauled uh the talent tree has been completely overhauled um all that got addressed it's all changed it's all updated uh so at this point if you're not familiar with the game or if you're familiar with the older version of the game from 9 10 11 months ago uh, i think it's worth checking out it's free download it is on the epic game store which i know for some folks is going to be a point of contention uh but it is free to download and try and for me it was it was worth it i enjoy it it's still on my computer right now do i ever play games like candy crush or bejeweled no i don't i don't i'm just not into them i'm just not into them and, and here's discovered Candy Crush. <laughs> and here's here's the wild thing. I actually have a dual screen cell phone, so like I can I could put a controller down here and have the game run up here. And I still don't. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't do it. But we are going to ask for your favorite and least favorite in the mobile verse when we get down to the question of the week. Let's slide over now and do our weekly bombs. All of you watching on YouTube and on MMOBomb.com and listening on Spotify and iTunes, thank you so much. You were very, very good last week. I gave you shit the week before, so I got to give you praise this week. You were very, very good about your weekly bombs and your question of the week answers. I had a ton to choose from, so I've got a lot in here. We appreciate it. Make sure you always keep it up. Obviously, it drives engagement and helps the uh, the video grow. Share it to your friends, all that kind of stuff. Aspen, we're going to start with you. What is your weekly bomb today? Yes, I will give the bomb to actually Blizzard, despite all their mess-ups. Um, they have a new vice president now for their culture division, and I feel like she's going to do a great job and hopefully move the company forward in a less skeevy way. Yeah, in a less harassing <laughs> way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, bar hoping, is, hoping. the bar is really high right now, gang. <laughs> 
Could we get you all to just stop touching each other? Could just yeah. like, don't touch anybody. Could we get you all to do that? Cool. Let's start there. Troy, what do you got? Uh, go ahead and give a dub bomb to Space Punks. I've had quite a bit of fun playing that. Uh, enjoyed my time in the game. I think it's something I'm going to keep grinding it out and keep playing the game in my own time. So They actually tweeted to today, by the way, something you had mentioned in the first look, and they had tweeted in reply to us and, and a viewer who we were discussing you know, some cues and matchmaking and, and disconnection issues. They're going to be uh, dropping a patch later this month that they believe will address a lot of those concerns. They just tweeted that today. Nice. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of delay for server request type stuff in that game right now. So hopefully they will get that taken care of. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give a bomb to the Final Fantasy 11 stream this weekend. It's going to be five hours of Final Fantasy 11 goodness, celebrating the 20th anniversary, and we will finally find out what their big plans for the 20th anniversary are. They've only been teasing them since the game turned 18 and they secured funding to get it all the way to 20. My hope, I mean, obviously it'd be great if they just remade the entire thing. I'd love that. That's not going to happen. Um, I would just, I'd be happy if the announcement was that there was a bundled subscription for 14 and 11. I think that would get a lot more people to check out 11 if it was, you know, hey, two extra bucks on your 14 subscription and you could have access to Final Fantasy 11 too. I think that'd be, uh, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, from the viewers uh, in chat, Jason Winter chiming in with a de-bomb to the chicken noodle soup I'm making. I would love a Final Fantasy XI remaster fan, but it's not going to happen. I, I would be stunned if that was what happened. I mean, they canceled that whole mobile version that they were working on with Nexon. Uh, Old Glory says, de-bomb to MapleStory for giving me something to do, and it's pretty fun combat, and an A-bomb to MapleStory for its UI and navigation system. Not only are they pretty old, but they've given up to make it better because there was signs of changes, and yet they're not finished. Tori the Chicken says, can I give a dub bomb to Trackmania 2020 just for being fun? Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course. <laughs> no. We don't celebrate fun here. <laughs> this is a gaming. Fun? This What's is, the matter this with is a you? gaming channel. Well, Have according what's this podcast? Did you read Square Enix's <laughs> president's New Year's Eve address where he's talked about pay to earn? That's where it's at, baby. No pay for no play for fun. Play to earn. Uh, Japan's Freak says, A-bomb for Jason Winter leaving. I understand he wanted to move on, but it's still sad to see an always online podcast without him. Oh, and he's in chat right now, so I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, go ahead, Troy. Blinky Rock, when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV, Square Enix is just stubborn. They want to create demand by purposefully offering very little housing when they could very easily just create instanced housing. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that point, but... I you know, I obviously love the way they did housing and Wildstar and everything, but it was instanced. Uh, and there is something to be said that for pretty cool to just like walk into a housing district and like walk in and see other people's houses. And they could, they're not going to, but yes, you're right. They could go ahead, Aspen. Oh, two, three, nine, nine, a bomb to Wilfredo. This one hurts in Zach. That one didn't hurt at all. For their takes on Final Fantasy XIV housing. I like the limited housing the game has. Meat. Um, I like the fact that my house is my house, not some instance nonsense. I don't want to be standing on my plot and some random just walks over and disappears into my house. While I've never been a big immersion guy, I still need that level of it. Yeah, that's just what I'm like. 
I, I, I'm fine with either, but there's something just cool about, like, I come out of my house and I see Troy's house across the street, and then there's Aspen's over there on the top of the hill, and there's something neat about that, but God, is it just awful as far as yeah, getting it's, it's not just like Rando 239's house, like uh, you can actually know yeah. like, whose house that is. Yeah, yeah, you get to know your neighbors in an online game. Corey V says, wait, Blizzard's making more content about dragons? Shocking. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Go ahead, Troy. RS Jabber, can't believe I'm going to say it, but dub bomb to Diablo Immortal coming to PC. I had zero interest, but now I have to check it out at least. Even Wyatt Ching himself said I don't need a phone. Yeah, don't need a phone. <laughs> don't need a phone. Go ahead, Aspen. Fox, weekly bombs, drop in a few. Okay. First, an A-bomb to myself for, get, for forgetting to drop a bomb in the last few shows because I've been catching them on Spotify and forgetting to comment them on here or the site. Second, the bomb to both of our new hosts, loving the energy both give off and can't wait to see them grow with the show. And to top it off, another the bomb to having too many games to play in general, be it with indie games, MMOs, I've been jumping in and out of, uh, even just looking forward to new games coming. There's always choices and variety of things to play and dabble in and not having the time for it because of work and all. Just still enjoying the show and some Fridays I can catch it live when it happens. I just tend to lurk in stream chat most of the time because I'm listening to the show on my phone in the background. Well, Box, if you're in chat, hello. Thank you. Don't worry about the... If you're listening on Spotify and stuff, we appreciate that too. Make sure you give follows, subscribes wherever you're at. But we always love having you come back and throw your feedback in here. Volvozorus says, Debom Mystery Incorporated, watching the pilot episode for me, that is how a Scooby-Doo live action TV show should be. I hope they get fully funded for the whole season. And an A-bomb to North American CSGO teams. At the beginning of Blast Premiere Spring American Showdown 2022, the roster was 50% NA teams and 50% Brazil. After the first round, it was 100% Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying we didn't do that well. You're saying, you're saying, you're saying we didn't do that well. <laughs> Did not go as planned. Go ahead, uh, Troy. Uh, that Harv guy, question of the week, A-bomb to you. Oh, I pay, hold on, hold on. I pasted that oh, yeah, in the wrong that, place. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't seem like it's in the right let, spot. Let me tell you what the question of the week was. <laughs> was <laughs> do you want a new Star Wars MMORPG? Obviously, we had the rumors of the Mandalorian MMO coming out of Zenimax. Uh, who should make it? What should it have? Should it be theme park, sandbox, etc.? Now go ahead and take that one, Troy. All right, that Harv guy. Question of the week. A-bomb to Disney-owned Lucasfilm for shutting LucasArts and level 1313. I was looking forward to a Bounty Hunter non-Jedi-based game. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Star Wars games in the works, though. <laughs> I think I think you'll be okay. There's a lot out there right now. Uh, Japan's Freak says, question of the week, I don't really care. I tried SWOTOR three times, could not get into it, so a new one wouldn't do much for me. Well, maybe a new one would get you into it. <laughs> Ever think about that? <laughs> Go ahead, Aspen. <laughs> Old Glory, I would, like, uh, I would like new Star Wars MMORPG. Even though I'm, I'm not a big fan of Star Wars overall, no matter how people... Praise the story, etc. In Star Wars: The Old Republic, I could not get over combat. For me, it was not impactful, and I did not enjoy it at all. Iconic sounds with no weight behind, and animations were kind of mid. How's that as a hot take? It's pretty much same with 
Esos. Combat is what makes me quit that game all the time. If there was new one, I would like to be more visually pleasing to my eyes, more action combat-like than Star Wars The Old Republic, and storytelling could be pretty much as Star Wars The Old Republic, and of course, more friendly for free-to-play players. That's about it. That's about it. That's a pretty small list. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. Just, just totally redo the graphics. Totally redo the combat. Keep the storytelling. You, you guys did good on that. Keep the storytelling. That's all. That's all. So what? Next week? We can have this done by next Thursday? Mm-hmm. Uh, to Cal, uh, 2399. I wouldn't mind a new Star Wars MMO. I dabbled a bit in SWOTOR, and it's okay. A new game with modern graphics and gameplay mechanics in the Star Wars universe would be cool. That said, it has to be theme park for me to have any interest. This is 2022. There are only like six of you who want Star Wars Galaxies back. Hopefully the devs of this game don't overestimate your numbers or importance and make this a sandbox. If they did that, it would doom it to a carbonite death almost instantly. Also, how do you feel about that Kenny Pickett move last night? Yeah, my Steelers picking up Kenny Pickett in the first round of uh, the draft. Uh, not going to lie. Hey, a little was a stretch, wasn't it? <laughs> a little unexpected that it actually panned out that way. A little unexpected that it actually panned out. Uh, go ahead, Troy. I guess I have these tiny hands. Jeez. <laughs> Opie, I would love a new Star Wars MMORPG, but I have to say the downside about a Star Wars MMORPG or just game is that you're so limited with what weapons you can get. Let's look at SWOTOR, lightsaber. It's only the hilt and color that changes. Gun equals it's just a minigun. Bigger gun, just same model, other colors. If you look at games like XIV, WoW, and so on, just axes, you can really see the difference in every weapon. You can't do that in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see the kind of argument there because they're small. They're, they're you know, you got the hilt in your character's hands, like... Some, how, some how, of them aren't. Some of the ones from the original launch are so freaking big <laughs> because they wanted you to, at that point, buy, like, more hilts and stuff. Right. Some of them are so large, like, like your, her character's holding them like this, and it's a lightsaber. So... Uh, go ahead, uh, Aspen. Jabber, question of the week. Yes, I'd love a new Star Wars MMO, as long as it's not set during the Force Awakens era. <laughs> if Xenomax is, <laughs> is the one making it, then please, for the love of God, fix the combat. Please, anything but ESO combat. See, now, I don't yes. mind ESO combat all that much. It's not my favorite. Don't get me wrong. It is not my favorite. I would like it to be more impactful, too, but I don't have the problems some people have with it. I would actually say if Xenomax is going to do a Star Wars MMO... Let's let's just skip the whole first two years of ESO. Like let's <laughs> like let's just jump ahead to like the two year mark in ESO as far if we could just get rid of that whole twenty four months and not have we're to gonna, do that. We're gonna get to the part where you figured out what the heck you were doing. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> go, go ahead. Let's start there. Uh Mutt Bunch. I love that name. Uh they need to remake Star Wars Galaxies. That was the best and always will be. And honestly, I fully expected comments along those lines when I asked this question of the week last week, and you did not disappoint. You did not disappoint. Go ahead, Troy. Box, question of the week. Personally, I'm kind of sick of Star Wars-related stuff. The newer LEGO Star Wars games was good because the combat is hilariously fun and the combos, but MMO-wise, I'll just go back to one of the many Galaxy servers or the Old Republic. Plus, I just don't trust Zenimax at this point and how gross the cash shop in ESO is. No thanks. 
See, again, I don't think their cash up is gross with the exception of something we always talk about, the craft inventory bag being hidden behind the subscription. Yeah. Uh, other than that, loot boxes too, other like, than that, I don't... You know, they, yeah, they do still sell loot boxes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe it's worse than... Because than, I don't buy it, so to me it's not yeah. egregious, but... Uh, and this one I kind of threw in here at the bottom, so I'm going to take it because it's kind of a dub bomb. It's a dub bomb, but it's also Star Wars related, so I just kind of threw it down here. That Harv guy says, "Debomb to Zach's take on a Mandalorian war-based game. Wasn't that era just before KOTOR? And only a few Jedi led by Revan took part, so there doesn't have to be a Jedi's and lightsabers for 99% of the story, if at all. Mandalore's Kree, this is the way. And that's, Tro that's how Troy wants it, too. He wants a sandbox Star Wars game. Big time sandbox. You just want Star another Wars, galaxies, galaxies yeah, yeah, galaxies 2.0. Updated galaxies. I'm good with that. Question of the week this week for you: Is there a king or queen of the mobile games for you? What are some things you love and hate about some of the mobile games you've played? Let us know. I might be asking this for a very particular reason. Another side project coming up, part of the MMO Bomb family that you might want to know about. So I want to know what you like about mobile and what you don't like about mobile. And what are your favorites? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget your weekly bombs while you're there. Dub bomb for something good, A bomb for something bad in the world of gaming or just life in general. If you've got a question for the panel, obviously throw it down there as well. And I'll be sure to bring it to next week's show. Until next week, Aspen, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Twitch. My username is Rose Hoppa. And that's the same as Twitter as well. Same across the board. Troy. Right here every Wednesday, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. And then on Twitter at NoopFridge. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at MMOBomb so we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast, interview, streams, first look videos, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe. And we'll see you on the servers.